why I'm no longer a nice guy and why you shouldn't be one either. Hi, welcome to episode 19 of Backs of All Trades podcast, where today I'll be discussing why I'm no longer a nice guy and why do nice guys finish last and all things related to my journey, but hopefully explaining a lot of the sort of mysteries around attracting, you know, the opposite sex. Cause I think that a lot of many young men today, that's kind of a big enigma for them and something that they struggle with. And it's a journey that I personally struggled with. And so I'm going to be sharing a lot of anecdotes in this episode, as well as discussing my entire journey. And hopefully this will elucidate something to towards your life and will maybe give a different perspective again than I think a lot of the advice that is given towards young men today. Uh, that tends to be a recurring theme with a lot of my content. I think that a lot of the information that's out there today being pushed towards young men is really not the best. And so, you know, I want to talk about where I started before, which is when I was, you know, 14, 15 and really kind of started being interested in girls. Uh, that's who I happen to be attracted to. This episode is a fairly heteronormative, uh, particularly boys attracting girls. That's what this episode is going to be about. And I was incredibly insecure. Um, I was a self-proclaimed nice guy, you know, someone who was really sweet. And I'll talk about the problems with that. And so when I say why I'm no longer a nice guy, uh, there's going to be air quotes around that because it's the type of nice guy that I think is referred to, for example, in the statement, nice guys finish last. And uh, I, you know, fell down a rabbit hole. I watched a lot of, you know, pickup artist type material. I watched a lot of what probably would today be called Manosphere or Red Pill type content. And generally it was kind of a, a rabbit hole that I had to pick myself out of. That's not one that I recommend to anyone because it actually sent me down a path that made it even worse and harder for me to get girls. And, uh, so if you're watching that stuff, I'll talk about later why it's maybe not the best eight years later. Now I'm someone who's a lot more confident in myself, a lot, just generally a lot happier. And while I don't share a lot of my intimate life, uh, on social media, I can assure you that I do just fine. And so what was this journey actually like? Well, I'm going to start first and talk about how I acted before, you know, when I was the nice guy, uh, I'm going to tell a story that I've told before, but I think it's a good one. So I'm going to come back to it, which is about the first time that I actually mustered up the guts to ask a girl out, ask a girl for her number. Uh, I went to a private high school and I was really good at math. And there was a girl who was coming to essentially transfer to our school and she was in the same math class that I was. I saw she had the same textbook. I thought she was really pretty. And I was like, oh my God, this girl's my future wife. Like I'm in love. She's also good at math. I'm good at math. We're both nerds and she's really cute. And so uh, I distinctly remember waiting outside, like finally thinking about what I was going to say and waiting outside the dining hall for her to come out. And she was literally just visiting that day. And I literally felt like I was going to die. Like I had so much pressure in my chest seeing her come out. I was so nervous and a little bit visually, not to say that these are any reasons why you couldn't get a girlfriend, but I was very skinny at the time. I had bad acne. I had braces and um, generally was just a very insecure person. Um, and as she approached me, I asked for her number. I, I said something along probably a very cringy pickup line and asked for her number. And she looked at me like, didn't really know what to say and said, I don't have a phone. That was a response. I don't have a phone. And I later heard the fact that she gave her phone number to one of the more popular guys later that day. And it turns out her phone was in the back pocket. I don't blame her for 
shutting me down. She probably didn't know how to shut, like basically turn down guys nicely at the time. Um, and I remember being like very hurt and, uh, you know, again, like with a lot of nice guys, I think having some of that internalized anger, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but what, what are some of the features that made me the, the sort of stereotypical nice guy at the time I was incredibly malleable, right? I, didn't want to push back on anything. I was generally trying to, I was a people pleaser. I wanted as many people to like me as possible. And what I thought that meant is that I should have no conflict as whenever possible. And so, you know, I would pretend to like the things that everyone around me tended to like, and I would be really, really like sickeningly nice, right? This is something that I think is very true for nice guys is that they're overly complimentary. And, uh, so I would never, you know, tease or say anything that could be construed as offensive or uh, hurt somebody's feelings, right? I think that's a common feature among nice guys. And the reason why I would not push back on anything, it really stems from insecurity. And uh, a, a lot of people, I think when they're nice guys, they think that conflict is automatically a bad thing, which is absolutely not true. And I'll go into that a bit later. But you know, I thought that, oh, you know, I need her to like me. So I'm going to do nice things. Right. Again, that's where the nice guy thing comes from. And uh, additionally, like with most nice guys, I had a lot of kind of internalized anger towards the opposite sex, towards myself and uh, kind of thought like I'm I I'm doing everything right. Right. Especially, you know, what my mom told me to be. I'm supposed to be a gentleman. I'm supposed to do all these really nice things. And yet it isn't working. Why do girls not like me? Right. And uh, that's you know, why does, why do my crush, for example, why did she give her phone number to that guy and not me, especially because, and then this, this is where it gets really bad. You start coming up with stories or maybe are honest and saying like, well, he's, and um, I'm going to use a uh, curse here, but he's an asshole, right? So it's like, oh, why do, she, why do girls like assholes instead of nice guys? And this is a, a trope that you've seen on the internet for years and years and years still today. And I had a lot of that internalized anger. Like he is not as nice to her as I am. Why does she like him and not me? And it was a big question mark, right? And that's a part of the reason why I would watch a lot of the charisma on command and how to pick up a girl videos and the best pickup lines and all of these type content. Because again, I was deathly afraid to go do it in person. And even the one time I did do it, I got rejected. And so it's like, oh, I need to get better at this skill. And I thought that I would be able to do that by doing how I did everything else, which is watching videos on YouTube. Um, and again, not the best way. Talk about that later. What's the problem with the nice guy, right? What is the problem? Why do girls not like nice guys? Why do nice guys finish last? Uh, I was watching a podcast recently with Dr. Robert Glover and he's phenomenal. I think it was Chris Williamson's Modern Wisdom podcast. And he discusses the concept of a covert contract, right? A covert contract is a contract that you have with the world or have with an individual that they don't know about, right? You just assume this contract exists and it's not out in the open. And then you get upset when that contract is voided or not abided to. And the covert contract that nice guys tend to implore are the ones that I've kind of already alluded to, which is that if I'm nice to this girl, if I buy her things, if I treat her right, right, and I'll put right in quotes because what does that mean? It means different things to different girls. But if I'm the gentleman that I'm supposed to be and I'm nice and I buy her things, then she will like me or she will want to sleep with me, right? And this is a contract that is not out in the open. Like that's not how life works. And I think that's what a lot of guys think that there's a list of check boxes that are, this is what I need to do for a girl to like me. And when you do those things, how you think they should be done, and it doesn't materialize into the girl liking you, you get angry because you have those covert contracts. 
That's not how life works. And so let's see if this sounds familiar. Like, have you ever had something that somebody wanted, whether it, it could be as stupid as like an item at lunch that somebody wants in elementary school or a, a job that somebody, you know, wants you to refer them for, or just generally have something that someone else wants and they go over the top to try and suck up to you to get it. And it's very clear that they're kind of using you, uh, for the thing that they want for their own personal agenda and not because they actually like you or care about you. That's exactly how it comes off when a nice guy is quote unquote being nice. And you know, this is true because as soon as you get rejected, a lot of the times I didn't do this, but a lot of the times the nice guy will flip and start being really aggressive or really mean to the girl who just rejected him. And, uh, it's like, okay, well, yeah, clearly you weren't being nice for the sake of being nice. You were actually being nice to try and get something out of me, which is very disingenuous. Girls can see through it immediately and is not the way that really you build true attraction and build something that I think you think you want. Um, and, so the next question is like, okay, well then why do girls like assholes? You know, if, if they don't like being, uh, if they don't like the nice guy and, and the alternative is the asshole, why do they like them? Uh, the answer is they don't, right? I think a lot of, there's a misconception here that girls like being mistreated or treated like garbage or disposable, right? Girls don't like that. Um, I will add the caveat here that young girls oftentimes don't know the difference between an asshole and confidence. And they usually learn it, right? You will, you very rarely will see a woman in her late twenties and early thirties and beyond uh, going after the stereotypical asshole type. And that's because they mature and they tend to sniff out the difference better. That's a conversation for another day. But what girls really like is confidence. They like a guy who feels confident in his own skin and uh, a couple other features, which I'll talk about right now, which is that, uh, people like to feel like they won, right. That they won something. They need to feel, uh, it, uh the best types of relationships. I, my CEO and co-founder of my current company, he, he says that both him and his, uh, fiance now talk about how they're both dating up. Right. And that's the beautiful thing is that they both feel like they got the prize. They're the one who's getting something out of the relationship. And that's beautiful because that needs to, kind of happen. Uh, so there's not like an, a super bad power dynamic, first of all, but second of all, um, if you, if something is just given to you, it doesn't feel as good. Right. And so, uh, what the stereotypical asshole, but really what it is, is it's a confident guy who knows what he likes and, um, you know, isn't going to grovel for a girl is that they play a little bit hard to get right. This phrase has come up, comes up all the time is playing hard to get, but really you don't have to manufacture that. I think when you're young, oftentimes you'll start playing games and I'm going to wait to text back and I'm going to be elusive and do all these things. And again, all of the videos will tell you to do this, turn on your read receipts and then leave her on red, right? A real true hard to get is somebody who's busy with their own life, pursuing their own things. And, uh, it genuinely like is making time for you. And therefore that time feels more valuable. Whereas if you're available at literally any time to do anything. And you kind of feel implicitly like if I wanted the thing that's in front of me, I could just have it at any point, right? Then you're not, that chase isn't there. And, uh, that's where, you know, again, you don't feel like a prize. You feel like, uh, something that you could just have at any point, which is, uh, not something that as parts that not something that builds attraction really. Um, the second thing is that 
Confidence is just a universally attractive trait. It's attractive in women. It's attractive in men. It's attractive in everybody. And uh, guys who can get a lot of girls, right, they know that. And therefore, this one particular girl uh, is not going to be who they're pursuing or is pursuing them. They know it's not the only their only chance at love in their entire life. And so they're not too concerned. And that's where they can uh, take some more risks. And I'll talk about like teasing and other things in a second. But generally, they can operate in a way that's more self-assured that, hey, you know, this isn't my only chance at love in my entire life. Therefore, the desperation comes out, I think, a lot of the times, right? This, this is Let's see if this sounds familiar because um, it definitely happened to me, which is when you are pursuing a girl that you really like, you kind of become infatuated and then you think, oh my God, like I can't lose her, right? She's nice to me or she talked to me, whatever it is. And therefore you think if she stops liking me, my life is over, right? She's the only girl who's ever been nice to me or she's the only girl who I'll ever have a chance at. And so that's where you go into the really, really safe mode, right? S safety is actually not an attractive thing. And so you become desperate and uh, that's very unattractive. And I think that a lot of nice guys fall into that. The opposite side is the really confident men who, again, know that they can get girls and know that they're generally attractive and therefore they don't feel that desperation. And uh, girls don't like desperation. Guys don't like desperation either. Um, and so, yeah, like if you feel that like I can't lose her, she's one of the only girls, then that's probably a sign that you maybe are being a little bit desperate. So what are some things that nice guys uh, get wrong Right. If we're talking about, okay, well, that's why girls don't like nice guys or why nice guys finish last. And that's why girls like assholes, even though, again, I kind of explain why they're not assholes is uh, something that I, I mentioned earlier that I was really afraid of conflict. I thought that conflict was automatically a bad thing. You actually need conflict, right? Teasing and uh, is what actually builds tension and tension is what builds attraction. And so if there's no tension, again, if you're just compliment, 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 forever, right? There's no tension there and that's not fun. And that's not what actually builds attraction. There has to be tension for attraction and teasing is an incredibly nuanced thing, which is why it takes a lot of practice uh, because you don't want to be overly mean, right? Being just straight up mean is not teasing. And I think that's where a lot of uh, nice guys, when they look at the so-called asshole, they think they're being mean. They don't really understand the nuance of what's happening there. And so if I just go up to a girl and I say like, you look terrible today, right? That's not, girls don't like that. It's ridiculous to think that a girl would like that. That's just straight up mean and offensive and probably hurts her feelings. Um, but you know, there is a way to do it where it, it, it's teasing and that's what girls actually like. The other side is that you actually can be complimentary. I think when a lot of nice guys look at, again, the so-called asshole and they're like, okay, so I have to just be, uh, I can't ever be nice to girls because as soon as I'm nice to them, then they don't like me anymore. That's not true at all. Like you, you actually should be complimentary, but you have to be complimentary, not expecting anything in return. And the confident, the compliment has to come from a place of confidence. If you are with a girl and you're like, wow, like that outfit looks really good on you. And you say that in a confident way, they're, they're going to like that. Like <laughs> People like to be complimented and girls are no different. And they actually probably like to be complimented even more than guys. And so it's all about how you do it, the tone about how you do it and the context of your relationship. And, uh, you know, to say that girls like to be 
basically mistreated, totally wrong. And to say that girls uh, don't like to be treated well, or like they need, they can't, you can't be nice to them is also completely wrong. And so if you actually look at like the people who are really good with uh, the opposite sex, they will be both very complimentary and tease a lot, right? That's how it works. Uh, and I, what I hate about the whole complimentary thing is that the, the whole like simping thing, which by the way, like simping is lost all of its meaning because just being nice to girl to a girl is not simping. Right. Again, like I said, Oh, Oh wow. That outfit looks really good on you. Simp. That's ridiculous. Like you should be nice to girls. And if you think that you'll be able to get a girlfriend by just being mean to someone or by not doing nice things for her, then you are out of your mind, right? You should do nice things for somebody. Uh, you should not do them expecting them to like you, especially if they don't already, but, uh, you should do nice things for people. And I think that, uh, it has created a world where so many young boys particularly are afraid to be nice to women because they'll be called a simp or they think that that's not how they should operate. And a lot of the, you know, manosphere or red pill type content tends to err on that side as well, uh, where they will essentially encourage like the, the mistreatment of women, which is the absolute worst way to go about it. Given all that, like what did, what did I actually do? Like how did I make a change? And, uh, Really, it started from taking a step back, like from the dating scene, from trying to get a girlfriend and just started truly working on myself. This started in the gym, right? I started lifting when I was 15 and it was a profound experience in my life. It allowed me to commit to something long-term. It helped me become more confident about my own body and generally was probably the single best decision I have ever made was to become consistent in the gym. Uh, however, I want to add a little bit of an aside here, which is that it is absolutely okay to start working out and to start pursuing, you know, basically improving your body in the hopes of attracting the opposite sex. So many guys would be like, you shouldn't lift for girls. I think it's an okay initial motivation. It was part of my initial motivation. Uh, but don't think that all of a sudden, if you get ripped, that you're going to have women start flocking to you. Cause that's not how it works. There's the so-called gym cell, right? Which is somebody who thinks that, Oh, if I just get jacked out of my mind, women will again, be like flocking to me. And when that doesn't happen, uh, if you, if you make your entire life, the gym and just trying to get as big as possible, you'll realize that it doesn't have the effect you want it to have. I get way more DMS from guys, uh, about my gym routine and how to look the way I do, or even compliments in the gym than I have from any girl. That's not really, uh, what it does, but what it did for me was that it built up my confidence and the confidence absolutely does have an effect. Um, I started to love myself, uh, and feel more comfortable in my own skin. I, you know, generally before didn't really have a lot of goals or maybe a lot of my goals were tied to like, I need to do this thing so that I can attract a mate. Right. But instead my goals became, I have these things I want to do in my life. I'm meant for great things. I want to pursue these great things. And then I started acting on them, which meant that I had purpose, right? Purpose independent from just having a partner. And that ultimately is the most attractive trait I think that a guy can have when you're talking about like a woman becoming attracted to them is that I honestly believe, I honestly believe that now, you know, when I'm pursuing a girl or she's pursuing me, they would be, they would be lucky to join in my awesome life, right? Whether they're there or not, I'm going to live an awesome life. It might be more awesome with them in it, but they would be lucky to be part of my awesome life. And by the way, 
I want the same. I want to be able to join in her awesome life. And so uh, I don't want somebody who's entirely codependent on me um, in the same way that like, I don't want a stereotypical nice girl, right? Nice guys exist. Nice girls exist. No, I want someone who's confident, independent, has their own drive, their own goals. And then you can build uh, the one plus one equals three that Scott Galloway talks about where you achieve more together than you ever could apart. But um yeah. So you need to have those purposes and have the drive and have a vision for your life independent of just, I need to become rich so that I can get a mate or I need to become buff so that I can get a mate, right? I'm doing those things for myself. So what can you do? What, what is the actual actionable takeaway for you guys? Uh, if you are currently a nice guy, first thing is that if you're insecure and you're, you're seeking a relationship for your own validation, right? If you want to be told the, you ever have the people that are just, uh, like compliment or not. Yeah. Compliment fishing all the time or just like need to be told, Oh, why would, why would anyone love me? Oh, I'm not handsome. Like you probably go for the more handsome guys. Ooh, disgusting. Stop it. And if you're that type of person, you can, you are literally just not ready to date. I'm sorry. And if you do end up finding a girlfriend, right? We, you ever heard the saying broken people date broken people? Absolutely true. It will not be a relationship that's good for you in the long term. And if you end up dating anybody at all, but honestly, I think that if you have a lot of internal work that needs to be done, if you don't love yourself, if you're not confident in yourself, then you need to work on that first prior to, for example, saying, if I got a girlfriend, I would be happy. If that's a statement that has crossed your mind, you are not ready to have a girlfriend, right? You should be happy independent of a girlfriend. And like I said, have purpose, vision, and uh, generally have shit going on independent before you get a girlfriend. Um, the next one is that you need to understand that it takes practice, right? Every woman is different. There is no set of check boxes or playbook that you need to do to get a girlfriend. I think that this is kind of the rabbit hole that I fell down with the, uh, you know, red pill and the pickup content, right? Is those, they'll try and make it formulaic or algorithmic, which is not how it works at all. Life's a lot more complicated than that. And what that'll end up doing is it'll end up having you like profile women essentially and thinking about them in a certain way that is a lot more boxed in than what reality is. And additionally, it kind of forces your view onto women as just like objects of your sexual desire, which is a terrible way to view women, right? That's half the population. And they're not all just out there waiting for to be courted by you. Right. And so I, I used to believe this by the way, guys, like I literally, I watched all the content. This is where my mind was. And it's only once I've matured. And once I've grown out of that, that I realized how toxic that particular view of women was. And, uh, actually many women say that, you know, watching the the red pill or the manosphere type content is a huge turnoff for them. And you should take that to heart. Like if the people who you are trying to go pursue are saying, this is one like mindset that we find universally unattractive. Are you really going to sit there and be like, no, but he's, he's the one who's right. Like I, I, it's ridiculous to me and I get it right again. Cause I was, I was 14, 15. I idolized some of those type of people, but, um, really take a step back. You should listen to the people who you're trying to court. They'll tell you what they like and they'll tell you what arguably even louder, what they don't like and listen to the things they don't like. One of whom being the type of, or one of which being the type of, uh, you know, mindsets that are in those types of content that I'm saying to avoid. As far as an initial first step, uh, I would say that you need to get out there and start talking to women with no expectation, right? 
kind of what I was saying, where if you see women only as an object of your sexual desire, right? A lot of guys will say, oh, go out there and just get rejected over and over. That's terrible for your self-esteem. That's terrible for your view of the world. That's terrible for your view of women. You'll think that, you know, again, like have that hatred towards them. Why don't they don't, why don't they like me? Uh, and, and just generally a bad way of viewing the world. Whereas if you go out and you start talking to them, with no expectation, right? You're not trying to get their number. You're not trying to sleep with them. You're not trying to turn them into your girlfriend. You are literally, your whole goal is to have a conversation because so many young men think that they like have never had a girlfriend. They want a girlfriend and yet they are deathly afraid of even talking to women, right? Go out and start talking anything, have any conversation. You're not trying to move the needle. You have no agenda, right? That's what I was talking about earlier. How nice guys tend to be nice in the expectation of something have no expectation. You are just talking to them just to talk to them. Right. And what that'll do is it'll help you frame them, not just as an object of sexual desire, which is absolutely necessary. And, uh, you'll just generally treat them like a human being. And I think that's a great first step. Um, if you have any underlying hatred towards women, right? Then you need to get rid of that. And I know that's sad. It's easier said than done. And you might not even realize that you have an internalized hatred of women. But like I was saying earlier, if you think like, oh, modern women think this way and that's wrong, or even just on the whole, like, why do women like this thing? They should like that thing, right? Or women are intellectually below me or, you know, women have it easier, blah, blah, blah. If you have, if you have any underlying hatred towards the people you're trying to court, why would you want to date someone who you sort of kind of hate, right? It doesn't make any sense and it's not going to work. And so you need to get rid of that. Uh, I love women. I think women are beautiful. And I think there's so many great things about being a woman. And yeah, so I don't have the the hatred because again, when you bring that into a conversation, they can kind of sense it. I promise you they can. Have you ever been in a conversation with a very staunch like feminist, but like an unhealthy feminist that's just like a man hater? Would you ever want to be in a relationship with that person? No, the same goes the other way around. And so, um, yeah, you need to get rid of that. And that's really it. I know this was a bit of a quicker episode, but I just like kind of ripped through it. Uh, I think that you should go watch the episode, by the way, uh, with Robert Glover on Chris Williamson's Modern Wisdom podcast. That was kind of the impulse for this. And I think that so many young men today are being kind of led astray when it comes to actually pursuing women. I think that romance is uh, very complicated. And I think that when we kind of, I think social media has made it a lot more difficult. Uh, I think that a lot, a lot of things just generally society is moving towards more and more like sexless and dateless men. And that's very dangerous. Cause I think that a relationship is a beautiful thing. And I hope everyone is able to have one one day and feel true love from another human being. I think that it is one of the most magical things on planet earth. And I'm afraid that a lot of the advice that is being given towards young men today is actually pushing them further and further away from that. And so I wanted to offer my own perspective on the whole why nice guys finish last, because I think that a lot of uh, people get the point right, which is that you shouldn't be a nice guy, but then they avoid nuance. I made a video recently talking about how important nuance is and they just flip and say, okay, well, if I shouldn't be a nice guy, I should probably be an asshole, right? Which is the complete wrong attitude to take. Um, and so I hope this was beneficial to you. Uh, and I know that also some moms actually watch me. And if you have young boys, then uh, I hope that this has been a great message to them. And the, the, basically the real takeaway here is like, you should be nice, 
you just shouldn't be a nice guy, right? You shouldn't expect things for just being nice and being malleable and insecure, right? Confidence is very attractive. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate all the support as always. If you're on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. And if you're on any podcast platform, please give me five stars. I will see you all in the next one.